Welcome to this podcast by Gary Ryan from Organisations That Matter, titled Personal Values, Our Rudders That Help Us Navigate Our Way Through Life. In this particular podcast, it includes an activity. So included with explaining to you what personal values are, will also help you discover what they are for you. So it's important that you have a pen and paper handy for the activity as we do it when we go through this particular podcast. Michelle Hunt, author of Dream Makers, and that can be found at www.dreammakers.org. That's D-R-E-A-M-M-A-K-E-R-S.org. Describes values as the rudder that we use to navigate our way through the turbulent waters of life. Without our values, we have no rudder and simply go wherever the current takes us. Usually our values become evident when something happens that truly upsets us. Our values are often the opposite to the things that are deeply upsetting us. For example, if someone is telling me lies and I have discovered that I have been told lies, I personally have a physical reaction to that behaviour. My values of honesty and integrity have been challenged by the person lying to me, which results in a strong reaction within and from me. Similarly, I have a strong work ethic and I struggle with people who seem lazy and then complain that nobody is helping them. In this example, my service value is being challenged. Jerry Porras, in his book Success Built to Last, suggests that it doesn't really matter what your values are, unless of course they would cause deliberate harm to others when you are behaving them. What really matters, according to Jerry, is that you are aware of what they are for you. This is critically important because without a deep understanding of your values, you are at risk of behaving in ways that are not congruent with them. If you are not sure what your values are, try the following activity. So this is the part where you'll need that pen and paper. And you'll need four small pieces of paper. Normally a post-it sized piece of paper is about the right size for each one of the four. What we'd like you to do is to write down what might be a core value of yours on each of the four pieces of paper. So you have one value per piece of paper or post-it note. You can write single words or phrases, whatever works for you. It doesn't matter if someone else can see what you've written down and doesn't understand what it means. What matters is that what you write down means something to you. The second step is that because life is quite challenging, sometimes we have to prioritise our values, and I'll share some examples in a moment. Out of the four values that you have written down, which one would you set aside first? Please scrunch up that piece of paper, literally scrunch it up, that has that value written on it and throw it on the floor. Step three is life is even more challenging. Out of the three values that you are yet to set aside, which value would you set aside next? Once again, scrunch up the paper and drop it on the floor. Well, believe it or not, we've already finished the activity and it's your reactions to the activity that provides some insight with regard to whether or not what you wrote on the paper is more like a core value or not. So, how did you feel when you had to select the first value to set aside? And then the second one. Your reactions will tell you something about whether or not what you wrote down on the post-it note is more like a core value or not. A strong reaction to the activity more than likely indicates that what you wrote is more like a core value than not. Now let's go a step further. If you have discovered some core values, do you ever behave in ways that is far worse than scrunching up a piece of paper and throwing it on the floor? 
Maybe you had honesty and integrity as a value, yet you regularly talk and gossip behind people's back, then pretend to be nice to them when they are around you. Once we identify our core values, we can use them in our day-to-day decision-making. They help us to do the right thing at the right time. Sometimes our actions, when driven by our values, are not popular. That is okay. There are times in our lives when we must take a stand, no matter how futile the odds may seem to be. For example, someone may be getting bullied at work and we see it occur. What would your values guide you to do? I recall, as a young manager, a service repairman who I had engaged to do a job for me provided me with a bill that seemed higher than it should have been. This contractor had done work for me before and I trusted him, so I didn't follow up on my suspicions and paid the bill, which was against our protocols. A week after the job was completed, he returned to my office for what I thought was a friendly visit. He handed me an envelope with several hundred dollars in it. He openly told me that he had overcharged my organisation for the work that he had performed and the money in the envelope was my share of the overpayment. If I agreed to continue to contract him and to approve his work at inflated rates, he would continue to give me envelopes filled with money. Now at the time I was on a fairly small wage, a fairly small salary, and that several hundred dollars represented nearly the equivalent of a week's pay. While not outraged by his behaviour, I was not far from that type of reaction. I literally threw the envelope back at him and immediately told him that I was reporting him to my boss and that he would never work for our organisation again. He too reacted strongly and threatened my physical well-being, at which time I picked up the phone to dial our security personnel. He quickly left our premises never to return. I had not gone to work that day expecting such an event to unfold. I had nothing but my values to guide me with regard to how I would react in the moment when he handed me the money. To this day I am glad that I had the courage to follow my values. At the time I was on a very low wage as I have already described and $300 was a lot of money. But there simply wasn't a chance that I would accept it. In telling the story to my boss, I also had to admit that I had not followed proper protocols when I had suspected the bill had been inflated in the first place. I was reminded of the reason why our protocols existed and promised to strictly follow them in the future, which I did, and I was very fortunate that my boss was a very supportive person who allowed me to accept my mistake, take responsibility for my mistake and to learn from my mistake. Imagine if I was not clear about my values and I had accepted the money. Imagine the ripple effect over time. I suspect that I wouldn't be writing this blog or recording this podcast on this topic, that's for sure. In another example, I recently witnessed some peers provide some feedback to their colleague. While highly skilled, this person was told that she put her own success ahead of the team's success. While difficult to hear, she thanked her peers for their honesty. She realised that what her peers had told her was true and she needed to improve in some areas while maintaining her outstanding performance based on her technical skills. Her personal value of honesty allowed her to hear the feedback, accept it and then to do something about it. Recently her peers have recognised her team first behaviours and her respect amongst her peers has skyrocketed. Values do conflict. They conflict on a personal level and they can conflict on an organisational level. For example... When Michelle, my beautiful wife, was pregnant with our third child, Callum, ten weeks into the pregnancy, Michelle notified me while I was at work 
that she thought she was losing the baby. And we had previously had two miscarriages prior to this event. I was due to attend a seminar that I was leading with 32 staff at a location separate to the one I was at when Michelle contacted me by phone. And Michelle asked me, Gary, I need you to go to the hospital, which just happened to be in the city. Immediately, I said yes. Now, my two values of family and service, and service for me includes my work ethic, were immediately in conflict in this particular instance. When I said yes to Michelle, I didn't know if I would be able to have someone else cover me for that work, nor did I know whether I would be able to contact the client to let them know that it was possible myself or no one else would be there. At the time when you entered a hospital, the proper thing to do was to turn off your phone, and I knew that as soon as I got there, I would turn my phone off. Fortunately, I was able to have another staff member cover my presence. But when I said yes to Michelle, at that moment, I did not know the answer to that question. So my values guided me because Michelle, in that moment, did not need me to say, oh, let let me have a think about this and I'll get back to you later. She needed an answer right then and there. Now, as it turned out, we didn't have a miscarriage and we have a beautiful son in Callum, who's our third child. And so we had a very, very positive ending to the story. But at the time, in the moment, I needed my values to help guide me with what I was to do. We will continue to write more blogs on this particular topic because it is so complex. But the important aspect to remember is that your values are there to help guide you throughout the difficulties of life, very much like a rudder is used in a boat to guide it through the stormy waters out in the ocean. If you would like more information, please visit studentsthatmatter.ning.com that's s-t-u-d-e-n-t-s-m-a-t-t-e-r dot n-i-n-g dot com or visit us at orgsthatmatter.com o-r-g-s-t-h-a-t-m-a-t-t-e-r dot com for more information and accessing our organisational support. Once again, this is Gary Ryan from Organisations That Matter, and I thank you for listening.